The episode this week is sponsored by the Nows Hotel Macduff. Situated on the beautiful Murrayfirth coast in Aberdeenshire, the Nows Hotel and Restaurant in Macduff offers a stunning setting with ocean views in which to relax and enjoy an overnight stay or simply a delicious meal with friends and family. A warm welcome is assured at the Nows Hotel by Wayne, Linda and the whole team. The chefs use lo- fresh local produce to delight your taste buds with their exquisite menu. And if it's a cocktail you're after, they can provide that too. To contact the Nows Hotel, simply call 01261 458000 to make a reservation or email any inquiries to info at thenowshotel.co.uk. The Nows can also host and cater for your wedding day or any function in their suite or more intimate gatherings within their conservatory. Visit their website or get in touch for more details. With the sensor beep button broken after last week's episode, it is lucky that there are only mild to moderate swearing incidents contained within the bowels of this podcast. If you do not like this sort of thing, then switch off now. A very warm welcome, one and all, back to the Beyond Canal Park podcast. Thanks for sticking with us through a busy period and this will be your third episode in a week after a drought over Christmas. Hopefully you used the time well though and caught up with the back catalogue and judging by the rising numbers, a lot of you did. My sincere and humble thanks for that. As it stands, we are eight days into our huge January transfer window competition. Some great prizes given away already, but still 24 draws to go with some cracking prizes yet to be won. The Klopp Champions League medal, dinner, bed and breakfast at the Five Lodge Hotel, signed Bristol City and Aston Villa shirts, as well as Bucky Thistle Hospitality, a ladies' hamper, and of course, the Colin Henry Andy Gorham signed Scotland shirt, still up for grabs. I hope to rig it and win that one myself, actually. £5 gets you entry into all the remaining draws. You stay in every draw, whether you win or not, so there's multiple chances for everyone to win. Get involved. All proceeds are going to a local charity doing great work in my local area. That's Brighter Horizons, who I've raised money for through here in the past. Okay, uh, with Highland League still grinding to a halt with limited games played again and both my local junior teams being roundly thrashed this weekend, let's move on to this week's guest. Ross Campbell joins me for what was a thoroughly enjoyable and hilarious chat through his time in football on and off the field. He talks to me about youth success in and around West Hill, learning his trade from Huntley FC greats, becoming a first-team regular at Christie Park before heading stateside for success on the park and a wild time off it by all accounts. He also tells me about that famous league-winning season at Huntley under Billy Anderson and Cormac, as well as the antics of the squad on away days and trips away. Teammates beware. He also touches on his time at Front Martin and his eventual retirement there, before naming the best 11 that he played with. Ross has great stories from every spell to share, and here's what he had to say. It's a great pleasure to welcome to the show yet another Highland League winner. A man who represented Huntley Football Club with great distinction for many years, punctuated by stints stateside and at Front Martin. A guy with some great stories for us from on and off the field. It is, of course, Ross Campbell. Ross, how are you doing tonight? I'm fine, James. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to it. It's, uh, I think one of my pals, uh, Ross McNeil, has been pesting you for a while to get me on, so uh, here I am. He did, it was. I think you got a hold of me on Twitter and uh, thought you might be reluctant to put yourself forward, so so he did it for you. But, ah, uh, no. Great to have you on. 
No problem. Ready to delve back? You, you've told me off fair that your memory's not the best, but we've, we've plenty of notes to keep us going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so take us back then, right back to the start and the, the love of football and where it all, all began for you. Um, it's, it's one of these things I think everyone probably thinks the same. You can't remember an exact moment when mm. you started playing, but just from when you kind of grew up, um, I always had a ball at my feet. Uh, there was a park at the end of my street. Uh, I was over there um, playing football all the time. No. Um, a couple of guys in the street, Kevin Garrick and uh, Richard Stainer, the chef, both ended up at Huntley as well. Okay, um, so we all we all kind of ended up at Huntley for some some strange reason. But it oh, was yeah. just kind of kicking a ball, playing headers and volleys and, and cupping and that. Um, Where was it you grew up? Uh, West Hill. West Hill, aye. West Hill, aye. aye. It's a good players came out of West Hill, but then, I uh, yeah, there was. I mean, there was a lot kind of um, sort of my age group, but mm-hmm. never really kind of thought they would maybe go on to bigger and better things. Aye, but aye. for one reason or another, uh, probably booze and bards around <laughs> um, <laughs> about the age of sort of sixteen, seventeen, and and they kind of never never progressed on. I think the one of the few was maybe Paul Lawson, but he was a, a few aye, years okay. younger. Okay, so. yeah. And uh, what are the memories of watching football back then? I think you, you said that you remember sort of Scotland young youth teams playing at Pataudry. Uh, yeah. Did you grow yeah. up an Aberdeen fan? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I just came through my dad. He mm. was born and bred down in Fitty, so um, he was a Dons fan. And, and I ended up just kind of kind of following that. Um, you do, yeah. <laughs> my, first, my first sort of memory is going to Pataudry. Uh, I think it was the Scotland under-16s when the, the World oh, Cup mm-hmm. was held in... I think in 1989, I think mm-hmm. it was. Um, I just remember going in, into the main stand for that game. And then the next one I can remember was when they won the League Cup against Rangers. I think Paul oh, Mason right. scored a double. I wasn't there, but I remember watching it on TV. And then <laughs> I think most boys that supported, my, uh, supported Aberdeen at about my age ended up with the team of the decade on, on VHS <laughs> <with> Aberdeen. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of my memories. I'm, I just say I'm old man. I used to take to Pataudry all the aye, time. So. And uh, am I right that you... You were a striker in your youth days, so who were the heroes? Who did you grow up sort of trying to be doing the park? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah, most people probably wouldn't believe I used to be a striker, but <laughs> um, for my mates, kind of the same age group, there was a few schools in, in West Hill, and we kind of played each other on a Saturday, and they said oh, yeah. I was a, a really strong, fast striker, so <laughs> I obviously grew out the fast bit pretty quick, because <laughs> um, I, I wasn't very renowned for my pace or anything, but usually playing at the part I mean Ian Jess was probably Aye. I think he's been on um, yep, yep. on, on the guy. podcast and that so yeah he was kind of the hero the idol growing up and then kind of on to sort of Billy Dodds Duncan basically oh, any mm-hmm. Aberdeen striker no, Billy Dodds Duncan Searer and again Hansel House he would have been about the Hansel, now, yeah Hansel no. House that was another <laughs> one um, basically any of that sort of early 90s Aberdeen players mid 90s and, and that was it class so you were playing as a striker then for that uh, great West Hills boys won the Scottish Cup. Yeah, yeah, we had a we had a really good team. So mm-hmm. I joined West Hills boys. I think it was like under tens, and and I, I I was one of these boys that was kind of playing with with everybody that was maybe a year older than me, just with the way the age group was back then. So a lot of the guys right. were, and I mean obviously I'm I'm six four now, but at that time. A lot of these boys were a good few inches taller than me and I was kind of in and out the side. I never, I wouldn't say I was a regular um, and it wasn't till sort of under 14s, uh, I think okay. a, right, a right back got injured. <laughs> I think it was quite a bad injury. He was out for a while and okay. they said to me, 
basically you're in. Play right, you're in uh, you want to play right back I was like yeah I'll play right back and then uh, that else. was my days uh, yeah yeah and that was my days as, as a defender kind of started then and we actually had a really good team we won the Scottish Cup um, but there's as I say there wasn't many boys who actually went on to, to sort of make a career I think the only one mm-hmm. from that team was Stuart Duff uh, okay, who ended up yeah. obviously mm-hmm. Dundee United Aberdeen and that but another former that, guest was, yeah yeah, well, was, yeah he was on as well so <laughs> there wasn't many others that kind of progressed there was a few at Aberdeen and, oh, and the likes oh, but never really progressed any further so also I started in the defence playing defence then and then the age group changed so I kind of mm. stayed at under I think it was under 15s I stayed it for two years and then I kind of ended up playing with boys sort of my own age oh, okay. and that's when I would say I kind of progressed a bit developed more and I was at Dyson then I went to Albion mm. and then through playing at Albion um, I was doing quite well and that's when Huntley youth team Aye. sort of it was Jim Chalmers who was my actual who was my manager at Westall Boys okay. he got involved at Huntley Huntley youth set up and um, I ended up there just, just started off with the youth set up and it just kind of progressed on from there Aye. so on to Huntley youth then how you Aye, so um, kind of it all happened quite quick Aye. from mm-hmm. sort of the youth team to actually playing for the first team. So I can't I can't remember exactly what time of the season it was when I got involved with the with the youth, but started playing a few youth games and then kind of progressed the reserves and and that's when I sort of met a few boys that I'm still still really good mates with now. There's okay. Gildy, Gordon Aye. Farmer, Brems, who are all sort of playing in the youth team then as well in reserves. Um, I think John Gardner was it the the manager at the time. Okay, yeah, um, and I kind of remember. I think they had Falkirk in the Scottish Cup, mm. so we the cameras were there, and they asked a few of the young boys kind of up there to make numbers, and that was kind of introduction with playing with some of the what you would call the five in a row team. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember doing a box and, and kind of we're doing possession, passing it away, and Davy Moreland came <laughs> right through me. It was like a two-footer on my shins. <laughs> and it was kind of a welcome to, welcome Aye, to the first go. team. And, but I, I don't know if he's just kind of testing you, seeing how you are mm-hmm. and seeing how you'll react and that. And there's a lot of things. I mean, these boys used to scream and shout at you. And at the time, you thought, why are you going to pick on me? But it, it's just <laughs> teaching you good habits, etc. That's so, it, if I be John Gardner, how was he? He obviously gave a few boys. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, that was one of the first times <laughs> I kind of. I mean, obviously playing at youth t- uh, Sorry, like the juveniles and that. Mm-hmm. And your managers might have a go, but there's no. You're, you were winning most <laughs> of the time, so you never yeah. really got any sort of shouting. But I remember um, when it was Cove reserves. I think Kev Will was playing, and at this time he must have been coming to end his career, but okay. really, really experienced. And I'm 16 year old playing centre half, <laughs> and he just bullied me. He was just basically thrown around like an empty shell suit. Uh, and, yeah. and I remember coming in at half time in Gardner, it seemed like for 10 minutes he just shouted <laughs> at me. I screamed at me, the yeah. hairdryer, and that. But again, it's just seeing how you'll react and, and will you take it and when will you take on board what you're saying and that a few I remember the f- a few experienced boys were like it's alright you're not doing that bad kind of keep your head up and that because at that point you're kind of like I want to quit football I'm not uh, I'm not cut out for this at that like you're only 16 but very much um, sink or swim even even then yeah, in the sort yeah, of late I mean, 90s I think it's maybe them just testing you see how you react and, and see if you can put up with it so um, yeah and it kind of it kind of just went on from there Deb- debut then, 99 you said and then yeah, yeah so yeah so we kind of I got invited up it was Phil Bonnyman 
uh, okay, took over. Right. I think Gardner got sacked because he finished second. Okay. Uh, um, but there was obviously high expectations back then. Um, and then Phil Bonneman took over. And it was, we did kind of did pre-season. And I remember the start of the season, they were struggling with injuries. And I got invited up part of the squad. And then I was on the bench. And I, I think it was okay. lost. played with 1-2-0. And um, I got on for I think the last fifteen twenty minutes, and as I say, I was after the game. I was delighted. I got my twenty minutes. I was getting a, a win bonus for the first <laughs> time, and everything. And, and I remember Bonnyman coming in, and he just he went mental. I couldn't I couldn't get a head round it, but just yeah. one tail. And he came in. He was slamming his hand on the table and just screaming and shouting out just because that was the standard so he wasn't happy with the, uh-huh. with the 2-0 win and I'm just again looking around what's going on here we've just won 2-0 and the manager's coming in going mental but um, yeah <laughs> is, but no, uh, was he, is he the English guy did he come up from England no Phil, oh. Phil he, he, I think he was he was involved at Port Vale I think because right, somebody's talked about him and said he was actually pretty good overall he maybe uh, got yeah, a, a yeah, oh, yeah, maybe he was, yeah I think it was maybe Martin actually it was Martin or Eddie I think uh, maybe he was one of them yeah. right so he kind of he, he came up. I think he played it played at Rangers when he, right, when he was playing football right. and that sort of thing. But he came in. I mean, I didn't know anything about him, but probably as a manager, tactically, he's the most I can have learned from. Aye, okay. he, he was really he was really good with the young boys. Again, mm-hmm. he was he was old school, really strict. He walked in, you had your hands in pockets. It was like, hey, fucking hands in your pockets. You had to be clean shaven um, and, and all that sort of thing. But as a, a sort of Tactically, he was um, he was really good for me and, and kind of helped me with positioning and all that as a, as a young boy. So, no, uh, he was a good good for me. And uh, he, he made uh, the Boris of a shave, did he? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that kind of kind of leads on to a couple of stories. Uh-huh. So we, um, I, I was at Huntley sort of the start of the season. I played. I think I played a couple more games. One substitute, and I think started one, and then I went on loan to Takuta Juniors. Um, spent a bit of time there. Mm-hmm just to get some game time and then towards the end of the season I got called back up and it was a trip to Fort William okay. and I remember Marco turned up sort of unshaven <laughs> and, and Marco I think everybody knows what Marco was like he was he was some boy some and, character um, by all accounts uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, Phil was basically like Marco you need to you need to basically sharpen up go and have a shave so we're at, I can't even remember what hotel we're having like a pre-match meal at some yeah. hotel and and Marco's managed to obviously find a razor, but I think he found a pair of scissors or something. He came okay. back and he basically butchered <laughs> his face. He had, yeah, he, he actually had blood pouring down his white shirt. Jesus. Um, and I'm kind of looking like, what's going on here? And then we went to the to the game. So we're doing the war- <laughs> we're doing the warm up and we're doing a bit of possession. And and it was again Davy Moreland <laughs> and Marco and Davy's. I think Marco was in the middle and Davy's taking three touches instead of two touches. <laughs> and uh, Marco turns around and says, Davy, three touches. And just, Davy just turns around, Marco, what the fuck's your problem? And chins him. <laughs> I, just chins him. This is in the warm-up. Jeez. And I'm, I'm sitting there. And at that time, my mate, Kev, Kev Geary, he's playing as well. So the two of us, that's, that's my best mate. Yeah. We've, we've grown up playing together and the two of us are like, <laughs> what is going on? He's chinned him and uh Marco kind of went running to Phil 
Davies, Davies, just hit me. Phil Davies, just hit me. <laughs> Phil just shrugged his shoulders. So <laughs> like, like to say, so what do you want me to do about it? I'm not going to say it to Davies. Uh, but I think Davies ended up getting hooked after half an hour because he was on the war, war path that he was going to get sent off. So, um, <laughs> but no, again, an introduction to the Highland League. So. Was, was he good to learn for as a, a defender? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, Davey, some aspects. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate a lot of boys have, have named him in their best of living as well. Yeah, it's played with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I didn't play too many games with him, but the games I did, he was actually, although he, he would give you abuse and, and that, he was good as well. He, ah, okay. he encouraged you, gave you ah. talking to you through the game and that, but just certain things in training. I remember one time I. I had a wee tap in from about two yards and I, I kind of scuffed it. And I remember <laughs> Kevin Morgan dived down. It was clearly over the line. Huh. He dived down and scooped it out. Davy screaming at me, yeah, make sure that it's fucking back the net, blah, blah. Yeah, kinda, again, I was like, I wanted to say, but it was across the line. But if I did, he would have just <laughs> shot yeah. me down straight yeah. yeah, away. So. <laughs> and some of that Phil Bonneman uh, liked the boys to be in tip-top shape, did he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a funny one. Um, as I say, there was likes of me, Brems, um, Kev, Geary, mm. Gildy. I'm trying to remember if Donnie Monroe was there at that time as well. Right. But we were all kind of pushing to get into the first team or mm-hmm. in the first team. Mike Gildy kind of became a regular by that time. But you could just see him. He's like looking at the boys and he's just like, you're fat. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, what? He's like, you're fat. <laughs> You need to, uh, again, I don't know if it was just sort of mind games that he's trying to get you to look after yourself a bit better, but at that age, you know what, like, it was pretty much meals with a bacon roll and Uh, a a bowl of frosties or, you know what I mean, you didn't, you didn't take a chip out of the night before or anything, there was none of this pasta and Uh, and all that, so. Didn't do Huntley any harm in that period anyway? No, no, no. And uh, in training then, some of the strikers and, and guys that they had, Gary White, Martin Stewart, uh, Eddie Copeland even mm-hmm. he's must have learned a lot defending in case yeah. them in training <laughs> yeah I mean I, I always seemed to end up picking up Gary White okay, I, I don't know what it was it was always <clears throat> I was always up against White uh, and he used to he, he used to more stop <laughs> kicking me stop and, but to be fair he was a good he was if, if you want to learn how to pick up somebody, a big, strong striker, good at holding up the ball. And I mean, he was never going to run away from you, but yeah. he was, um, and he was maybe sort of coming to the end of his career past mm-hmm. his best. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mark and him, and again, same as, as Martin Stewart, uh, Eddie, uh, just all these boys. I mean, there was also, um, was it Brian, Brian Grant? Okay. Studio, uh, he was at Ross, Ross County, right. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there at the time as well. Um, so no, it was always it was always good, um, good to learn from. But speaking of Gary White, that kind of kind of reminds me of the one of the stories. It was the start of that pre-season. So, okay. um, like the young boys back then, it was like you did everything, getting gear, getting goals out, set everything up. It was and we used to carry the goals down to the school park um, and all that sort of thing. So we right. had our training. I remember carrying goals back up with one of other boys, and we got to the change room. So. First team had been in a wee bit before, and uh, Garrett Whiter was the first boy in the changing room, uh, first boy in the showers. And then I'm just kind of getting changed in that, and all of a sudden, you just hear this big thud. And um, I'm like, Fuck, what's going on here? I turn around, here's Whiter collapsed in the showers, sure. and it turns out that 
Huntley, obviously, during the, the off-season, got some cowboys in to fix the showers, and I don't know what, whether they, they never asked that or something, okay. but Whiter actually was like proper back to it, electrocuted and shaking and collapsed in the showers, so he falls down, and you would think well, the boys would be worried, everyone right. starts pissing themselves laughing, so I kind of join in laughing, and i just seen him, but he must have looked up and caught me, just like, you, right. the first boy, what the fuck are you laughing at? So I'm, I'm going to stop him, but the mad thing was afterwards, like all the boys were lamely shouting in there, but Kev Will was assistant lad at the time, and okay. he came in maybe five minutes later, <laughs> and then all the boys are like, psh, 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 let him, let him go in. Let, so <laughs> let him go in and get out. So he goes to press the shower. He gets a shock off yeah. it as well. Just, <laughs> man, all of, just, but no, it was, uh, uh, it was good times. Good times, eh? And uh, this was a really bit of time that... Uh, Technology and phones and things were were happening. There was a few prank text <laughs> messages flying about, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was uh, <laughs> again. It was Kev Kev Geary. He was always up to no good. And, and Gordon Farmer. They both somehow ended up on a. I can't even remember what college course. It was some sports. Okay, sports. college course of on sports science or something. Yeah. Sports, yeah. But basically, <laughs> the two of them were just having. I think they just picked it so they could go and have a laugh All together. Right. So they're in. Um, they're in the computer rooms and whatever, and this was just like when phones were starting to come on the go and that. And there was, I don't know if you'll remember, at the time there was this Lycos free text message oh, service aye, that you aye. could do online. Online, aye. <laughs> so you'd be sitting there. I mean, I, I think I was at uni at the time, and I'd be getting this thing, text coming through from Lycos that were pretending to be my missus, my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see you, to the blah, blah, blah. And then they also got involved and started sending it to, to the other players and team. Right. And I remember, I remember one of the funny ones, I think, was uh, they pretended they were Do- Dr. Carter, was a Huntley doctor at the time. I think he's actually the chairman now. Okay. But they were they were pretending to be Dr. Carter and getting this, some of the older boys. So I think it was Ronnie Smith is there at the time. And the text Ronnie was, it's Dr. Carter here just to confirm that you've been diagnosed with wooden legs and you've got wood rot. I mean, the boys, the boys were like, I mean, just, I don't know if anybody else knew it was them. But, um, they do need they just, Ah, yeah. I mean, they just, all these sort of, text messages flying about all the yeah. time. <laughs> so the next season would have been your first kind of full season with, with the first team, but uh, you're saying pre season that year was a bit of a blur. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, my <laughs> first first full season obviously kind of coincided me in turning 18 that summer. So mm. it was like the first lads' holiday, getting booked, and mm-hmm. without an, an, even thinking when we were going, booked two weeks to Ibiza with my mates. And, um, looked at the dates and then realised I'm coming back on the first game of the season which I think it was for us away right. so I'm thinking I'm not missing that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making that but it turns out my flight came home in the morning and I remember Willie Lawson it was by that time it was Willie Lawson and uh, Kev Will had taken over okay. the manager right. so Willie's like that will you make it and I'm like <laughs> so basically off the plane to the four mile where we got picked up on the bus and up to Forest. I can't even remember what the score was. And then uh, I was basically sat in a bit. I can't even remember if I went on. I think okay. I possibly did. But um, but yeah, not the best the best preparations. <laughs> so uh, how how were you playing regularly that season then? That yeah, the season I mean, kind was, of broke through. Yeah, I mean there was quite a lot of that time. There was a lot of young boys in the team. It was mm. kind of a lot of the sort of 
again I keep calling them the five in a row team yeah, but the likes of Andy P and, and hmm. David Morland I think the only ones that were kind of still there were um, Martin Marco mm-hmm. Eddie but I think I think kind of in Kevin Kevin Allen I think but I think the mo- the rest of them kind of um, phased it, so yeah, yeah they kind of either moved away or just mm-hmm. retired mm-hmm. and that so there was a heap of young boys there was another couple of boys I mean Willie Willie Lawson was in West Hill and he took up a carload of me it was Russell yeah. H then John Gillis Kev myself and then mm-hmm. you had the Huntley boys Farmer um, Gildy, Brems, and then there was just a, a few other boys that I kind of played in, in the same teams at Juvenile, um, and then you had Tommy Wilson, Mikey Craig, I think Gary Nicholl was there, I mean, and I quite, oh, sorry, Colin McDonald was there oh, as well, mm-hmm. but I mean, the average age of that, well, apart from Eddie, average age of that team must have been about 20, 21. Uh, Eddie uh, would have brought it up a notch or two, though. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely, so... Uh, what a phenomenon he was play- I mean, I think, I think he told me he was 42 when he finished then. Ah, uh, yeah. He was well, still I mean, a good nick. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny, we always kind of like, we used to call him Iggy Pop. Because um, <laughs> he, obviously, when he took the top off, he still had all the muscles and everything. But no, I mean, he, to be fair, to play at that age, I mean, that, aye, I, aye. as I say, I find out I stopped at so early 30s, but to keep going. But he, Eddie kind of thought he was one of the boys. He had all the... All the young gear on and all that, but no, it was it was a really good team, and I think we that year we ended up finishing second in the league to Cove, which Aye, at the time I, I don't think anybody expected us to do that well. So no, um, no it was good. It was good, and there was uh, some interesting games, particularly against the Baroque, was there? Uh yeah. Well, <laughs> it was kind of as I say that was been my first full season, mm-hmm. and I think at the time. You played you played a league game on a Saturday and I think it was either the Aberdeenshire Cup or the Aberdeenshire Shield it was on a Wednesday and I remember okay. playing up at the Bro I think we got the but the Broch away in the league and right. then we had them away in the, the cup as well on the Wednesday. <laughs> and at the time I was up against um Paul Keith. Oh right. who I think was with, you know Keith's brother. That's right. yep. I mean he at the time he must have been coming sort of towards the end of his career <laughs> and that. But I just remember it was like the first first five minutes, both going up for a header. And he turns and he cracks my elbow, clean off the nose. I'm down, like, holding my nose. And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. And you're right. You're like, and I'm so naive. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Thinking it must have been a mistake. So like, the rest of the game, I'm, I'm watching out for this elbow. So that happened. I can't, again, I can't remember the scores. But then That's a- the game on the Wednesday or the Saturday, whichever way it was around the end. Mm-hmm. First five minutes, here he is, Boom. crack, <laughs> nose again, and I'm like, fucking, how you mean it to do that? Yeah. <laughs> you, at that age, you're so that you don't, yeah, you don't think anything of it, and then uh, so welcome to the big on, leagues. Ah, uh, yeah, from then on, it's you get your arms up and protect yourself, kind of <laughs> thing as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was an introduction, and uh, the shower incidents kept. Uh, Kept happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's obviously something about uh, yeah, showers and Huntley and, and giving a shower. So um, we were playing a game that season. I can't mind who we're playing, but I think I think we got beat and it was like proper Christie Park mud bath. Mm. Um, we came in and it was freezing and we're caked in mud from sort of head to toe. And uh, 
somebody goes into showers and the, there's no hot water. Um, they've been like that during the week at training and that, and would kind of said, "Look, any chance of getting hot?" So, but big, big Brahms, he's he's raging. Mm. He's he spat the dummy out, which isn't unusual, but um, <laughs> he spat, spat the dummy out, and he's like, oh, "I'm not having this." So he, <laughs> he, I think he just went, he caused a scene. He's yeah. like, ah, into the social club with his gear on. He's still got his boots, his goalie top, his gloves, and he sits <laughs> down in the, and obviously folk are like. What's, what are you doing through here? And he's like, that's no hot water, it's a disgrace, blah, blah, blah. So by this time, the chairman's kind of got involved and it was, I think the chairman at the time was Kenny Anderson. Uh-huh. Um, so Kenny's kind of like, oh, Ross, can you come come through from the social club? We can't be having you in there. So so Kenny, <laughs> Kenny goes into the showers to test the, the water and he puts his <laughs> he puts his hand, puts it on the water, and he's like, ah. and he's he's from Huntley. He's like, that mm. nasty car, that nasty car. <laughs> Brems like that nasty car. He starts pushing <laughs> pushing the chair into the showers and ah, uh, just a uh, carnage. So, but no, I think I think the the showers got sorted the week after. <laughs> Uh, well, that'll do it right enough. Like, uh, uh, so no, it's, uh, so good, uh, great times. Obviously, uh, you were saying that team was kind of fully your mates. Almost, it was yeah, a lot of yeah, young guys I mean, just enjoying yeah. themselves playing football, and having a good time uh, off the park as well. Uh, yeah, I mean that was it. It was just it, again. It, it just seemed to be me and my mates mm-hmm. playing football. I mean, there was probably I think it was four of us from West Hill, four or five of us from West Hill that all kind of grew up together and, and were really good mates before we even got to Huntley. Aye. And then you added in the sort of Huntley contingent and we all just kind of gelled and got on really well. And it probably Makes a massive helped difference, us. doesn't it? Yeah, it probably helped us in terms of how we probably overachieved to finish second in mm. the league. When you looked at that Cove team and the players that they had, for us to even be challenging them, um, we did really well. And it, it was it was one of those ones you... you you just went, you were out every weekend, you didn't even ask who's out, it was just out, straight out after the game, right. out, sometimes out after training, on a Monday, Wednesday nights, I mean it was a student nights and that, oh, so right. you were all just kind of <laughs> straight out after that, Sunday sessions as well, so cool. um, good times. And it wasn't just the chairman, it was on the receiving end of some of you boys' uh, pranks and things, was it? No, no, I mean, <laughs> as I say, there was... Um, Miller Kennedy was one of the coaches and it was just the likes of him and he'd come out with his cones, he'd be hiding his, he'd, he'd nip back in, you would grab his cones, chuck them in the bin beside of the parks and just point he's looking at you, trying to find out who it was point, pointing the finger in that. Um, there, was, there was odd prank call as well. Um, I remember one time Miller got, I think he, he nipped out his car and we managed to get up to 100 odd missed calls. Um, I mean, stupid stuff like that. It's, it's just, yeah, I don't even know why we were doing it, but at the time we thought it was funny. And, yeah, and then um, the bizarre call uh, at night, after a few a few drinks, there was a few withheld number of calls to, to certain people. I won't, I won't mention any names, uh-huh. but um, they'll know who they are. <laughs> and there were, uh, some of the, the elder statesmen were getting... Uh, Stitched up on an end of season trips to Newcastle with Eddie Kilt Copeman touched on it a bit. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he thought he'd shit himself. Yeah, I haven't actually listened to Eddie one, but that, that was one of the best ones. I mean, uh, we, we went down to Newcastle, and, and obviously, I think I was, I was only 18 at the time, and mm. um, it was a score of the young boys, and, and obviously, Eddie, he was probably old enough to be our dad at the time, but. Um, <laughs> Eddie, for some reason, I have in my head, he stopped drinking for three months or six months or something. Okay. Um, 
And he was like, ah, that's it, I'm stopping to Len and then I'll drink at Newcastle. So he'd, he'd obviously hadn't drank for ages and he was always, went down to Newcastle, you know what, like, it's just don't it. stop. Mm-hmm. And it obviously hit him pretty hard and he ended up going home earlier than the rest of us. But when we got <laughs> back, uh, it was Craigie Russell, I think, was sharing a room with him. Aye. And um, he opens the door and, and Kevin Morgan, I think Tommy was there as well, H.A., me, Brems into the room and the room got turned eye upside down the sofas were upside down TVs upside down shaving foam all over the bathroom <laughs> but it was we're staying in the I don't know if you've ever stayed down in Newcastle the, there's one of the travel in our travel lodges by the quayside aye, aye. and it's kind of it's an old building <laughs> but they had like um, the nets to stop the birds on the, the ceilings. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what Brems was thinking, but he's opened up the window and he's climbing out. He's climbing. He's like three floors up. Yeah. And he's hanging on to the edge of this ceiling. I mean, if he fell, it was, yeah. it was game, game over. But over, you know yeah. what? You don't think anything of it. So he's hanging Eddie co- Eddie's clothes, yeah. all his gear, <laughs> hang up. And it's obviously so high, it could only be me or Brems that did uh, it. Uh. So we came back in and then somebody's noticed Eddie's obviously bought like a, a curry on the That's way right, home. Uh. Curry on the way home from the night out, but he's not managed to feed, um, to finish it and he's kind of passed out on the bed. So I can't, I can't remember exactly who it was, but covers got pulled back, pulled down his boxers and emptied the contents of his tikka masala or whatever, <laughs> pulled up his box. <laughs> give it a wee struggle about and Oof. then Eddie's woke up in the morning and he, he must have looked what down a horrible and, oh, thought what? I mean in the morning what's going on and he's looking around at the room and everything and I, I remember we we were all set to go out and I remember he came out and he went absolutely mental and okay. he was like it's only there's only two people that could have done that because it was obviously with his clothes and, and it was either me or Brems and he was like you wouldn't have done it Coombs it was like Brems and Brems, Brems. It's not often Brems I see back down, but he kind of went back <laughs> and got a gear down and that, and uh, away we went. And there was another one on, I think, Kevlar as well. He came down, obviously, mm. and he must have been at the same age as Eddie. And we're on the, the Tuxedo Princess. I don't know if you ever made it down there. Okay. It was a boat. It was a boat that sat on the tide. Ah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, a revolving dance floor and all that. So <laughs> we're in there. Uh, Kev's chatting to this woman and, and Eche, who's the like same age as me, 18, yeah. sits him right up. He's up to him. He's like, Dad, Dad, <laughs> we're, we're waiting the bar through there. Any chance to get us a fiver for a drink? <laughs> and you can see the woman looking at Kev and that. And it, no, again, it was uh, <laughs> a good laugh. It was That was kind of the introduction to Newcastle, I think. Aye. Most Highland League teams basically end the season or pre-season can end up down there. Aye, the seat made, didn't they? Some yeah. great night in Newcastle. Ah, that's a good laugh. A Always get a good laugh. Doing there, like it's good times. Aye, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, we had another story. You were telling me about Donny Munro. I think at the wrong Aye. game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, this is. Uh, I was trying to remember exactly when this was. I think it was that season. But Donny, Donny was a machine. Um, he could mm. just run and run and run. We used to go to the the Bin Forest. Um, Aye, okay. Yeah. Another story about that later on. But <laughs> um, Bin Forest for pre-season and Donny, like I remember Willie Lawson at the time. He'd obviously been through heaps of pre-seasons there, Aye, and we used yeah. to keep the time. And, and Donny blew everyone at the waters time. So anyway, <laughs> this. But one time we were at Huntley, and I think we maybe had a a game cancelled or. Okay. I can't remember what it was but anyway we were all drinking and that we obviously ended up going back into town getting the bus back into town 
But Donny, for some reason, decided he was going to run home. So he stays in Falkabers. <laughs> he's in Huntley and he's taken off. So he's, sprint, he's sprinting. He's just, he's just running and running. Mm-hmm. So he keeps running and running. <laughs> Eventually, he gets to this house. And I think he, he either knocked and he didn't know. I don't know how long he was running for. I don't know where he got to. <laughs> gets to his door and he knocks on the door. And the woman's like, oh, you did. He's like, I'm running home to Fockabers. Turns out he, took, he, he was that blurred. He took the wrong way and went the foggy route. So he was <laughs> halfway on his way at foggy. Just, I mean, to be fair, looking back now, so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, complete darkness running on that road. But that's what he was like. He was just yeah. a machine, machine at running. So. Someone else. And it was, it was a, the season after that, Fraser Kellis took over. Yeah, Fraser, he, he, I can't remember exactly. Again, my memory is mm-hmm. poor. I, I think Kevin Willie were in charge, and I think it was maybe halfway through that season. Or it could have even been the full season they were in charge, but they they ended up getting sacked. And uh, mm-hmm. Freezy came in. Um, Try to turn you into Sudan. Ah, yeah, yeah. He came <laughs> in with I think it was I think Luggies was player assistant. And ah, okay. Tommy Tommy Madden was involved as well, and uh, I don't know. Freezy must have saw something in training that. Not much other people see. Uh, <laughs> we're, um, we're playing Lossy, and the team got read out, and I wasn't in the back four. I was thinking, oh well, Drop, must eh? be dropped. Uh, <laughs> and then it was whoever, right, like, the centre of the park, um, Eddie and Coombs, centre park, centre mid, Gildy. It must have been <laughs> lowest moment in his career getting dropped for me, um, but it was also a highlight for me Aye. pushing Gildy out the team. But um, put me to centre mid, and I was just a fish out of water. Just short lived. I, I, I was just running around, Eddie <laughs> screaming at me what to do, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And then at half time, um, I was quickly put back into defence. So um, I think Gildy was brought on. Put out your misery. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that season saw uh, uh, interesting that you in Glasgow, did it? Involving uh, Lee again, Boyer. Yeah, again, I think it was <laughs> it was either that season or it could actually have been with Kevin and Miller, uh, Kevin Willie still involved. Um, but it was round about that time. But we ended up, um, I don't know if you, you remember when you finished first and second, they, they tried to do this inter-regional cup Okay. Um, but it was like Highland League playing the teams from down south, like, oh, like the East of um, Scotland League, it would have been East of Scotland and the, the South of Scotland, whatever it was. Mm. I ended up going to, I think it was Kirkudbury or Kirkudbright, I don't know how you, okay, you would pronounce it. I'm not getting to work in for you. I nearly <laughs> down by the board, I was yeah. miles away. Um, again, <laughs> the usual thing if there's a trip away, it's oh, well, we'll make a we'll make a night of it. And we, <laughs> we decided to go into Glasgow. And then Daz Nicol, who's who's some boy, he'd be a good one to get on here. I've heard that. I think uh, uh, I think Dazzy McCaster has uh, got got insecured from my uh, next next uh, season. Yeah, he, he'd be a he'd be a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, my memories of that sort of night was him. He couldn't he couldn't get into a club, <laughs> so he's like. Uh, what the fuck can I do? So he went around the corner, took his jack off, messed up his hair, walked back around. I was like, nah, you're still there getting it. So he went back to the hotel and for some strange reason, he just sat in the lift. And I remember him being in the lift. He's got a bottle of wine and a glass. The glass is like half, the bottom of the glass is smashed off. He's holding it, like cupping it in his hand. Pour, and he's just waiting for a random guest to come home. What floor would you like to go to? And that. But anyway, going back to the, the Lee Boyer story, for some reason, the boys bumped into 
Lee Boyer, mm. who at the time was that was when sort of the, I think it was when the Leeds team were flying. Well, Leeds would have been in the Champions League. Uh, uh, be then, I think. Yeah, so they had a night out. Whether it was a Christmas night out or anything, but John Gillis it, it was pestering him, and he was he grabbed Wayne Adicott, who was there at the time. Um, oh, I don't know if you remember Wayne. He was pretty aye. quick going at. He's like, let's get a race, let's get a race. So he's, he's trying to pull Boya and Wayne Adicott in the middle of Glasgow to let them have a 100-metre race to see uh, who could be the winner. But I don't think the race, the race ever happened. But John John ended up getting his hunt light. It was a horrendous gold gold tie. He got that signed off. And um, the rest of the season, he's walking around with Lee Boyer's signature on his tie. So. Lee Boyer was a, a fiery kind of character. Like it could have, could have went uh, sour. Yeah, that. Could have, yeah. No, I mean, he, he kind of, he seemed to take it well. It wasn't, uh, uh, used to, he didn't take it, yeah, yeah, didn't take it the wrong way. So uh, oh, that was good. Tell me then, how did the move it to, to the USA on a scholarship happen? That was 2003, I think you tell me. Ah, uh, yeah. So that, um, it was kind of, I think it actually started the year before. Okay. Um, Alan Scott, uh, John Scott's dad, mm-hmm. was um, manager. I can't remember if he was at Bucky or if he was at Forest at the time. Okay, aye. Mm-hmm. Um, I think John can always said, keep an eye out for any sort of young players in the aye. Island League. He would be decent and, and sort of aye, suitable got half for a brain. Uh, yeah, I was going to say suitable. <laughs> I'll for see the, it because you probably win it. The academic side of things because aye. there's plenty of young. That's why players, I was uh, wonder why Dars made it like that. I think, I think he got yeah. the answers before the test. I uh, know, uh, but I think I think um, I, I think that's the thing that it was just to make sure that the, the boys that you yeah. do put forward would be able to. Um, I mean, I, I was already at uni at the time, so I okay. kind of did like a, a transfer, but it kind of came through that. And I think it was 2002, he maybe got in touch with me to start with. And I, okay. and I was just, I was kind of humming and hanging and I wasn't sure. And then I decided eventually um, I'll go across, I'll give it a go. So mm-hmm. at that time, I think Frazee Kellis had, had got sacked and right. and Billy and... Billy Anderson and Mike Cormack came to the last game of the season. I, I can remember we were playing up at Fort William and they travelled over and I kind of said, oh, well, by the way, I'm, I'm disappearing to America, ah, okay. which uh, I don't think Billy was, was too chuffed yeah, with. I, I think he had many players me. left. No, no, he kind of started with, I think, about four signed uh, players or something. And Jerry was telling about that pre-season. <laughs> 40, uh, 50 yeah. boys turned up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I caught a wee bit of the pre-season, but Aye. I went over to the States quite early. So, Aye, yeah. yeah, so it kind of just came out through, it came around. Uh, Alan looking for players and, and John sort of invited me over and on the, on the football side of things it, w- it was a successful spell a league win oh, yeah, in the I national mean, tournament was, yeah yeah I mean it, I didn't I went over and you're kind of a wee bit uh, I suppose naive and mm-hmm. you're just going to no and you don't know I mean I'd, I'd spoken to obviously Graham Monroe was there Dowser and Mara had been there for a That's year right. as well mm-hmm. and, and obviously John and it was kind of like What's going on? And they said, look, it's it's kind of the closest you'll get to being a, a sort of professional footballer aye, in aye. terms of setup and training and all that without obviously being a pro in that. So yeah. I kind of thought for the football side of things, that sounded really good. And I went across and they, they were kind of really into fitness. I had a programme and that. And um, I ended up, I went across with a guy called Steph Gornett, who ended up being my, my roommate, and he was a mad, well, I was going to say a mad goalie, I think all goalies are mad, but so. a mad goalie from, <laughs> from Greenock, Celtic Daft, and okay. I'm, I'm over there and doing laps at the track, and he's in, he's in the room smoking 20 a day, <laughs> drinking, doing press-ups to the Rocky theme tune, and everything, ah, he was just mental, he was a good lad, but he, he was just 
mental but so we're doing these uh, all the all the fitness stuff and then we got into games and and sort of the first training session somehow I I hit this thing first game for about 20 yards top corner and (laughs) and the manager must be thinking who's this boy he's a player and (laughs) and he's kind of like excuse the American accent he's like at the end of the session he's like Coombsy get in the middle and I'm like in the middle of what he's like bring it in boys I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, it's like hands and like, getting on my shoulder and my head and everything. And it's one, two, three, Bearcats. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, you can imagine from going from the Highland League and uh, all these boys are under 21. None of them are into, like, none of them have been drinking. They're, they're only, it, they're only college, like, 21. Yeah, start to see. And you're kind of like, you've been with, as I say, the likes of Davey, Moreland, and <laughs> imagine them giving it one, two, three, Huntley or whatever. <laughs> but I'm kind of looking at Mara and Dowser, and they're like, you'll get used to it. Um, just right. things like the national anthem before every game and, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, you get used to it, and it was it was really successful. Right. We we ended up at the time they do all these polls and everything where you think you're going to end up in the, mm. the call the conference, but the league and, and I think out of the eight or ten teams, we were sort of like second bottom. Okay, and right. we started off really well. Mm. And we just what a really good although just because I was defender, but with a really good defence, and we ended up again. They're they're mad in their stats over there. That's we ended right. up in terms of goals against um, per game. We actually had the best defence in the the whole the whole country. So um, we did well. Ah, defence. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> defence and uh, the, it was funny because there was there was a guy I remember was it, when we were doing well. There was one of the sort of baseball players, and he was he was like one of the, the top baseball guys in the right. at the college, whatever. And, and he's, he's coming up to me. He's like, "Who can kick the ball the furthest?" I'm like, "It's like who can kick it the furthest?" And it's just like some of these. You're just like, what, "What's going on?" Like, they just don't understand. But I think I think in terms of like now compared to back. I mean, that was nearly 20 years ago. So. Yeah. Um, it's, it's obviously picked up a bit since then but another thing I remember is during a game I just blooted a clearance about halfway <laughs> line blooted a clearance and it, and it basically went through to the keeper and the keeper caught it Aye. and then you just hear the boy there's a boy on the side it's like shot number five Ross Campbell being into it. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> can you not tell that I was just me blooting it away but anyway it's, <laughs> it was what it was but no I really enjoyed it and we did really well we won our we won our conference. We got through no. to the sort of last 32 in the nation. Um, my dad and, and Alan Scott actually flew over for the, mm-hmm. again, over there it's conference. You go to playoffs and, and all sorts. Ah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, But they came over for the final of that and through the national tournament. So no, it, was a, it was a good time. John was sort of hands-on doing the training and Aye. and all that sort of stuff and, and John good for your development John, John. yeah yeah John I think John kind of made it the fact that John was there mm-hmm. and and obviously Mara and Dowser a couple of other Scottish boys Aye. it kind of made it for me I think if I'd gone over there to the sort of full American <laughs> it would have been I mean I, I think I would have still enjoyed it but they Aye. just helped you settle in Aye. and yeah. you don't have to get I don't want to say Americanized, but you know you kind of know what I mean. It's um, good boys were there to mix it up with the with the Yanks, were you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> one of one of the things I remember. John uh, said to me before one training session, he's like, "Cause just going, going, because don't go and injure somebody, but just get uh, kind of stuck in." Stick your boot in. Ah, uh, so because I mean, training was like they, they kind of they wanted you to train how you played, so there was no kind of. You also you had the shin guards on. You were proper, uh, yeah, proper training kind of thing, and. It was one of the boys, and he was actually a good player. Um, 
he kind of he kind of took a wee bit of heavy touch, and it was there. And I thought, right, I'm just going to blue this ball, but just kind of follow through. But he managed to get a toe to it. By this time, I've got my big long leg swinging through the air, and I've got no control. And I I, I just clattered him right off the sh- I just smashed him off the shins. He's down screaming. He's like, you fucking dumb Scotsman. I'm kind of there. And John's kind of looking over laughing and everything. But, um, but again, it was it was one of these things. I mean, at the training sometimes, and it kind of happens at any level. You just, things get a wee bit heated, but everyone's kind of forgotten about and, uh, uh, and if you, you nailing boys in training and uh, Mara was uh, knocking boys out, was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, <clears throat> sorry. Um Mara, Mara, I mean, again, I don't know if you could get somebody on, but Mara's another boy you could uh, get. He's a, he's, a lunatic. he's a lunatic, he's a great lad, but he's, <laughs> he's mental. Um, just things like you, you go out with him a night out, you'll be sitting there, the next thing you're drinking your pint or your drink, and you look down and here's his falsers sitting <laughs> at the bottom of your pint, just stuff like that. And you'd be sitting there, like they had, like, there was a few of us in the dorms, but there was like a, a few of the boys who'd been there a couple of years, they had a house. Okay. And they all shared. Mm-hmm. So you you would all go around there and you'd be watching TV or whatever. And next thing, Mara is just strolling, strolls through naked, and he's doing this. He used to do this <laughs> thing where he he kicked his left thigh with his right foot, and okay. I just met. He just he's a really good lad, and Aye. he's somebody in your dressing room and that. He just keeps everyone, um, mm-hmm. everyone sort of in a good mood and that. And the Yanks kind of they all thought he was. Uh, just completely nuts, but they, they kind of yeah, but they kind of I think they kind of looked up to him because he was a wee bit older as well. Because ah, okay. I think by that time he must have been maybe twenty three, yeah. whereas a lot of these boys were still sort of eighteen, nineteen, and okay. that. But um, but what it was is we were out one night. Um, it was Thanksgiving, so all the American boys had kind of gone home, and it was me, Mara, the goalie Steph, and this Brazilian boy Danilo, <laughs> and. Uh, it kind of sounds like a joke, but yeah, we were in um, we we're in the bar and drinking our drinks, and then we're on our way going back home. And the Brazilian boy, he's kind of looking at us like three stupid <laughs> Scottish folk were drinking, and he he didn't drink. Ah, okay. um, and Mara and, and Steph, they're kind of pushing each other, and mm-hmm. no, you kind of just know oh, this is thing. And Steph, Steph was kind of the. He was one of these boys that he would kind of just chip at people and he would keep going and he kept pushing Mara a bit more and they kind of got into a sort of headlock and it was joking, laughing and then Mara just turned around and just and sparked, him, sparked him clean <laughs> out in his car back. So I was like, fuck, what's going on? So Mara's just started running for some reason. He's just ran off. Me and the Brazilian boy are like, fuck, what are we going to do? So it turns up to training on Monday. The boy's got, Steph's got a big black eye and, Mm-hmm. Coach America, I'm sure John knew exactly what had gone on, but American coach Paul Marco, he's like, "What, what happened?" Is that? Oh, we were just we were wrestling the other night, and, and I caught a stray elbow and that. But um, <laughs> but no, it was again good, good laugh. Brilliant. And if uh, if you boys didn't mix it up enough, uh, John's be the Rob would would turn up and and, <laughs> and really put a cherry on the top, would he? Uh, uh, so Rob. <laughs> Again, I can't remember when he came over, but Rob came over, and I remember the two of us. We ended up in a, there's a bar called Tony's, which was kind of like the student bar. And oh, okay. We went in there, and I, I've still got the photos now. Rob's just going for it, and <laughs> he's going absolutely mental. And I've got photos of him. He's doing the Ravenelli celebration in the <laughs> in the bar and and everything. And 
to be honest, the two of us went home. I can't really, I can't really remember how we got home or whatever. And I can't even remember if he was meant to be staying at John's or he was going to always come back to the dorms or whatever. But we're in the dorms and then the next morning there's like folk battering on the door. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? Went, so I went to the door and there was like where we were, there, there was our room and then there was like a two other boys who were on the, the track and field team and these boys were kind of proper straight-laced uh, um, athletes I, I can't, yeah athletes and mm-hmm. study I can't mind what they were studying but they were uh, really sort of into their um, education uh, and, yeah, and, and yeah. Getting, getting good results etc banging on the door and the boys going man I was like what you, what's going so, have you seen the toilets and I'm like <laughs> what are you talking about he goes, somebody's been set everywhere. It's on the wall. It's on the... And I'm like, that wasn't me. And I just see Rob kind of lying in the bed, just like a wee smack <laughs> on his face. And then, and then he just kind of disappears off. I, I think, to be fair, I think he did clean it up. But um, no, that was, my, that was kind of my one night. Because I hadn't met yeah. Rob before. That was my one night introduction to Rob. So... Um, <laughs> Oh, that was a good. good oh, well, I think Rob Rob usually tunes in, so he'll, he'll enjoy hearing that back. Uh, uh, yeah, but at dorms, I, I, I've been to America a few times, visit pals, and that, mm. and then it, you know it really is like a movie, isn't it? It, it kind of was like the American Pie, the films. You yeah. go to the house parties, the kegs, the beer pong, um, they got all the fairy lights, and they've got some boy in the guitar playing the tunes, and <laughs> uh, just carnage. But no, it was it was a it was an experience, and it's something yeah. that. Part of me kind of wishes I stayed a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only there for the year. Was it always and just the year that, that was well, planned for? Well, I kind of, when I went out, it was never sort of fully defined as how mm. long I would be there for, mm-hmm. but I was struggling with it academically. It was okay. just, you would think engineering would be engineering yeah. everywhere, but it was just Isn't a different it? level, ah, and okay. I was I was struggling over there. Um, Did you find it tougher? Got, yeah. Oh yeah, Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah! It was so much hard, just in terms of passing things Aye, and, okay. and all that. And um, I remember when I said to the guys, "What, what are you studying?" It was like, "Oh, my major's engineering." They said, "Oh, you're going to struggle <laughs> here." And I was like, ah. So it was, it was just a different level. So I got my degree here, and then I kind of, okay. I kind of moved back to get my my honours. I was I deferred that for one year. That was Aye, all I could okay. really do it for for from one year. So yeah. I came back and and did my honours stuff. Aye, so it was kind of always a plan to <clears> come back. Yeah. So it was Billy, Billy keeping in touch when you were away. Uh, yeah, so that was another <laughs> thing. We had a, at that time, internet, I think it, it was Messenger on the go, but there oh, was no sort of like the dial up. Or, yeah, there was no <laughs> Skype and no uh, Teams or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Zoom. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, it was, we, we still had like a phone. Um, and one night, I'm sitting there. I don't know what time it must have been back home, but it was night over there. So it must have been one, two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Saros, I was like, uh, <laughs> Billy, <laughs> he phoned before at this time, and he was just kind of keeping tabs Aye. on what you're doing when you're coming home, making sure neither clubs were getting any sniffing about who you're signing for. <laughs> um, and I, I always had the intention. I said before I left, and I wouldn't Aye. go back on my word. I said I was always going to go, going to go back to Huntley. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Billy was there for me when I came back. Aye, picking you up for the airport. Signed <laughs> <laughs> it with the forms. Aye. But the, the story of that that league when I say, I mean, again, you've you've spoke about some of the teams you played in overachieving, but I had mm. some story for that Aye, team to, to yeah. win the league again. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of came back, and it was just kind of the, the season, just towards the end of the season, 
before we won the league and and I, even when I was away I was kind of obviously kept an eye on the scores and that and they were doing really well um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of boys that I'd only seen in in sort of pre-season a lot of the boys that they'd, they'd taken up from the juniors but mm-hmm. most of these guys had previously been in the high league like That's Mark right. Grace, I, Scott and that um, so they were all good players I think Ali and Neil Reid had both I think, I think maybe all of them had been at Huntley at one point before mm-hmm. um, but no it was it, they, they were doing really well and, and as I came back I think there was a couple more boys signed I can't remember exactly who but I think they maybe got Richard Taylor Aye, a wee back class and then we, we Levi and Richie and, yeah, and Scott. Yeah, Levi and Scotty mm. and that. And then, and then I was still obviously like to Marty, Marco, Dave McGinley. Aye, um, okay. They took in Bo, who was an unbelievable signing. Um, aye. Who I think obviously had been at Rothis, but he came to, he came to Huntley and he was, he, I, was, I think he won our player of the year that year. So. A keeper? Uh, yeah, yeah. Aye, I think, I think, I I'm think, sure, I can't remember if it was players, player. Aye, or I, I think they did win some and somebody one, spoke about that. Yeah. Yeah, so and how um, how much of that then was was doing to Billy? Obviously, um, he was being an assistant a yeah, lot of the time. Yeah, up think, then. yeah, I think. I mean, Billy and Mike they were kind of mm, a double act. They were a good double act. I mm-hmm. mean, I really I get on really well with Mike. I, I still speak to Mike a lot now, okay. and and he obviously was Dave Cormay's assistant, and ah, yeah. and again, so Mike, Mike was always good with the boys. He he liked a drink. He liked a night out, um, and Billy Billy to me was. He just he just kept it so simple. It was basically like Coombs. Just I mean, it wasn't as simple as just head the ball, <laughs> tackle, and give it to somebody, give it to Gildy, or give aye, it to aye. give it to Scotty, or give give it to Levi. But it was kind of along the lines. He basically just said, "Play your strength," which to me was just kind of easy. Yeah. Go and win it, and then just give it to somebody else. I mean, a lot I'm of folk trying to overcomplicate football, don't they? But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all to be honest, I would say most of the the managers I had in Highland League, none of them really kind of got you doing things that you you weren't mm-hmm. kind of capable of. I know, I mean, football's changed now and I won't go into all that, but playing out from the back and all that, um, mm-hmm. just going back and standing in your own box, you obviously couldn't do it then and, and getting the ball from the, the goalie and that. But they never really <laughs> said to me, go and get a ball off the keeper and, and try and start playing well cut balls or whatever. They just kind of kind of said, just keep it simple, which which obviously worked for me and worked for the team. And uh, as well as winning the league, it was a, a decent Scottish Cup run as well, was it? Yeah, yeah, we did, we did really well in the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup. Um, that was in the days when you you also had to get through with the qualifying right, cup, and yeah. um, we we played Peterhead, and I think um, it's probably been covered before by either Jerry and Marty and, and McGoo and that when they were on here. But right. it was just one of those days where you, it was a mud bath at Christie Park, and and, and kind of everything just kind of played in our hands. And and Richie Taylor and Gildy that day were just unplayable. Um, Gildy was was unbelievable. They just couldn't get near him. Aye. I mean, and, and that was on that surface. Um, I would say that was kind of when Gildy. Uh, I don't want to say he was in, in his prime when he was about twenty three, twenty four, or whatever he was. Um, but he he was unbelievable that day. And we then got Scottish. Uh, we got East Fife in the mm-hmm. second round. We, we drew with them at Huntley, and we got a replay, and we, we got knocked out in pens. But yeah. again. We should have won that game, and, and Magoo and Gildy again in that setting game were just were superb. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, it was good. It was good. Um, that, good uh, although we were saying it was maybe a, a, a sort of fairy tale story at Huntley T win the league. Before they came through with no players the year before, the, the names that have been reeled off are there. There was some great players and some great characters. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it was probably. I mean, obviously the guys that came in: Grazer, Cy Scott, Neil, mm-hmm. Ali Reid, Reggie. Um, all these boys were really good Highland League players in their own right, even though they were playing in the in the juniors. But ah. then you had you had a good sort of, if you want to call me the young Gildy Bigu, mm-hmm. um, Richie Taylor. Um, again, he's he's some man, and, and then you had the experienced boys like Marco and, and yeah. Dave, Dave McGinley, and uh, Martin, who all played a part. Yeah. Um, and then you what it takes to win leagues, so that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, Scott yeah, and yeah. Levi as well. Uh, Scott and Levi, yeah, 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 who'd already won it at Vale as well. So um, it was a, it was a good team. Now you mentioned him there. We better talk about him. His goals probably helped the title, but he was some boy uh, off the field as well. Uh, Taylor, Richie Taylor. Richie Taylor again. It's, I think every team's got one. I mean, Levi was—he he was a character yeah, in the yeah. name, but Richie was just on a different level. Um, <laughs> as a player, he was unbelievable. I mean, I used to mark him in training, aye. and he—he he wasn't quick, but just over that five yards turning and hitting a ball, he, he was unbelievable. He just stick his arse, and you kind of knew. But you couldn't get it. If you try to go one round one side, he'd just roll you the other. And he just had that knack. And I remember he always said to me, he's like, Coombs, how come your clearances always end up to me? <laughs> Thinking it was me that was doing it. I'm just blooting the ball up at the park. But he's putting himself in the right. He just nah, kind of knew yeah, yeah. this is where, and he would hold it up and he'd give you the chance to get out in that. And, and as I say, his goals, he scored 20-odd goals that year. He scored the one that won us the won us a league in the, the last minute against the Brock but off the park he was just a maniac um, he just loved getting bloated and it was it was just like I'll go out I'll get drunk as quick as, as I can and then the, you'd be on the bus trips and he must have went through I don't know how many blazers but he would rip off this, rip off the, the arms of his sleeves so he's got like a, a waistcoat and then he'd rip the buttons of his shirt and that and he used to just drink and it was just like drinking vodka he drank and it was Roscoe the physio he just drank him under the table Roscoe was folded like in the past down at the, the some, you, know, like with the, you, you put your legs he was basically collapsed into there couldn't get out um, and Taylor had this thing where he would any new signing. This is kind of like I played with Taylor for kind of a good few years, and, and any new signing that came in, he'd, and with a wee trip, he'd get them up the back of the bus, and he would play a game <laughs> higher or lower oh, for the cards. Mm-hmm. But basically, what he used to do is he would he would sort all the cards out, so he'd be like that. Ah, so higher or lower? So it would be like a queen. So anybody's going to say lower. He turns it over. <laughs> it's a king. Funnily enough, so the, the person that he was playing a game with had to down their drink so they would down their drink but at the same time Taylor would down his just because he just liked it so he's down he's doing his downies he's downing that and I, I remember one time he drank I think he drank a bottle of vodka from it was the distance from Wick to Goldsplay he Aye. was just he was just mental and then there was one there was one uh, one occasion he just he went too far he, he'd got wrecked and we were coming back it was just about Inverurie and we pulled over Everyone's kind of jumped up for a piss and they come back on the bus and Taylor's coming and he's stumbling about and everything. So mm-hmm. he's not even managed to get his trousers like fastened up and he's slumped in his chair and he spewed, he spewed all over himself. Oh. And I remind me and Jerry were like, look, Taylor, don't move. He can't move because we're not wanting to spew all over the bus. So he, he sat from outside the brewery at the town. So we got to Castlegate. And somehow he's sobered up by this time. Uh-huh. So he's like, oh, boys, what will I do? What will I do? I'm like, you gotta go home. He's like, I know. And 
at that time it was just you bought a heap of beers and uh, everyone's just grand beer. There was a few beers left and he's down the castle gate. So as you kinda if you go along King Street and just know as you turn, there's like a little uh, island yeah. and there's um the lights and the crossing. Uh, here he is, he opens up these bottles of bud and he basically showers the spew <laughs> off himself with the bottles of bud. So he's like spraying off the sheet. We're all like that. Cars are driving past, people the horn. He's washing himself down with bottles of bud. And you're just like, oh, what are you doing? And then we ended up, I think, when the revolution he's there and I think he kind of, he's like, boys, am I, am I smelling a bit off? I was like, hey, get yourself, get yourself <laughs> home. and beer mixed ah, together. <laughs> so you went home. But no, he was a, he was a great laugh and what Aye. a player he was as well. Aye. Brilliant. Uh, am I right that you nearly, you nearly had a move to Peterhead? Uh, yeah, I think it was, <clears throat> I think it was a year after um, we won the league. <laughs> um, there was talk of sort of Peterhead coming in and and eventually, Billy, I can't mind, he phoned me and he says, do you fancy going? We've agreed a, a transfer deal with him. And I was like, ah, yeah. I mean, I kind of thought at that age, I was I was still at, um, I was still at uni. And I thought, why not? Aye. I mean, I've got nothing, nothing to lose. I'm not working. And I think that was at the time, I, I spoke to Ian, I think Ian Stroop was the manager at the time. I spoke okay, to him yeah. a, a few times. And, and they were even talking about going, some of the boys going full time. Because that's right. when, I think they were, they were in promotion in the run for promotion right. to the, the first division or what would be the championship now. I think um, they missed it out, I think. I, think I, think, I can't mind if it was a playoff. They got beat by Partick or something. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so I was pretty close to that. And it was all kind of agreed terms and, and everything. And then it, it kind of it fell through. I mean, I was told it was because Peterhead couldn't get rid of... Uh, they were looking for somebody to move on. But oh, <laughs> maybe okay. they saw me have a bad game and thought, nah, well, <laughs> we'll, not, we'll not follow this through. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was what it was. Uh, that was probably when I was playing playing the best football I did um, mm-hmm. before I got before I got an injury, um, which kind of came... I think it was uh I think it was maybe the season after. I think by that oh, time okay. Billy and Mike Billy and Mike had got sacked. Um, right. which I thought was a bit harsh. harsh but, eh? <laughs> um yeah, I mean it's uh, that's the way football is. If yeah. you if you have one one a few bad results it's kinda no. away you go and we'll get somebody else in. So yeah. you you were out for a year, were you? I so Dave Cormack came in. Mm-hmm. Um and again I I got on really well with Dave. I mean Dave, like uh, some boy, some people, some people can, I don't want to say tolerate him, but some people are, uh, maybe don't agree with his, with the way he is, with his okay. training and that, okay. but no, I mean, I, I could not much so much as training, but there was a few boys, kind of, Dave came in and there was a few boys left, pretty sharp, but no, I, yeah. I always got on well, really well with mm-hmm. Dave, I, I liked him, and, and uh, Mike, and uh, cut tie again, again mm. a great double act this is number two but like Laurel and Hardy <laughs> setting up trading one of them's putting down cones the other one's picking them up and Brems <laughs> Brems is going mental like, screaming at the two of them what's going on and, uh, ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it was like so um, but no it was really good but unfortunately that season I, I still to this day don't know how I did it but mm. there was a ball over the top at Lossie and I was caught in two binds with a pass it back to Brems I just putting it at the touch and I stood in the ball and crumbled. Uh, boys started slaughtering me, thinking I was trying to be clever and do uh, a Cruyff turn and a halfway uh, line and that. But at the time, I, I thought it was a bad one, but I didn't think it was as bad as it was. Um, and then that kind of, with a, I think it was the Challenge Cup final a month after, which I was gutted. Um, I think we beat Vale in it. Um, 
1-0 I think Redford scored but I was kind of hoping to play in that and the f- first physio I saw said right we'll get you back for that and I was on a he got me on a trampoline and I was like this isn't like it was just my ankle was I mean it was as big as my <laughs> my thigh <laughs> my knee you know what I mean it was just yeah. and it just wasn't going down so did that no, nah, there was no way I was playing that, and that went on. It stayed like that for about four months. Jeez. I had X-ray, yeah. uh, and X-ray said there's nothing broken. And eventually, I got a scan through my work, and I'd ruptured my ankle ligaments. So, sure. either or not, um, and then I was. It must have been. I think it was the season after, and by that time, I think Dave had possibly moved on to Locos. Okay, aye. Mm-hmm. And uh, beginning, beginning, Chino came in. Aye, aye. And uh, if the football or work wasn't working out, though, you you can get a, a job as a Clarkson lookalike. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was that. That was uh, that wasn't a great moment. Um, it was, we were playing there and at the time, and it was just one of those things. Like everything just seemed to go quiet. I can't mind if I was taking a thorn or something. And one of the Neon boys is like, "Number five you look like Jeremy Clarkson and then just like the whole ground erupted like the boys in the pits are all pissing themselves laughing and laughing I mean I, I wouldn't say I look anything like him but it's kind of one of those ones that kind of sticks and so. you know, I always get reminded of it so <laughs> so fantastic about you guys when, when uh, Chin was in charge of training with Newcastle or, or at Newcastle or... <laughs> yeah so we kind of it was a it was, again it was a strange one we ended up <laughs> pre-season and it kind of started in the the Billy and it's not the Billy the um, Davy and and Mike era where we would go down for pre season at uh, Newcastle where we uh, play a game on the Friday go down the Friday afternoon play a game on the Friday night supposedly train on the Saturday morning and it just happened to be ladies' days at races uh, at Newcastle <laughs> and this was the week before the season started so it wasn't exactly <laughs> exactly best prep but I think it was Mikey that loved it he used to always get it organised but anyway the season the season after mm. we went down to to Newcastle and it, again it was a bizarre one one of the Huntley committee was good mates with it was either Kevin Keegan or somebody involved it with, with Kevin Keita mm-hmm. and he was the manager at the time at Newcastle oh, <laughs> um, and next thing we're, we're pre-season training at Newcastle's training ground <laughs> so we're pulling up and we'd all been obviously the night before I mean I was injured but I just thought so <laughs> by oh, that time I, I was like social because I ended up I'd done my, my ankle and then I had bother with my knee and I had a couple of cartilage drops and I was injured at the time. But I was right. like, I became, became social convener. I was to kind of stay involved. <laughs> and I went down and we're all wrecked the night before. And then right. next thing we're getting introduced, here's Kevin Keegan and you're like, trying not to breathe. No, he's thinking, well, we're giving them the training ground. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, so we're down in there. I mean, the, the training ground was unbelievable. I mean, the pitches, it was like a bowling green and everything. Right. But but uh, so we're kind of it's a half hour stuff. We're training. It was just like a little game in that. And then uh, at the end, there was a few of the Newcastle boys were there. And uh, J- Jimmy Jean was there. Uh, he claimed it was to get his uh, autograph for his his son, but I don't know if it was for himself. But he's giving it Nicky, Nicky, Nicky. Any chance I get a photo? And, uh, I just give him the biggest custard pie ever in front of all the world. The boys are pissing themselves laughing and everything. But, but again, it was one of those ones. Is just. Like how we ended up there, it was just uh, bizarre. But no, again, it was good. It was always good. You got a good Aye. sort of good team spirit and that before the season started. That's right. That's right. right, you've got down here a Teasdale era. <laughs> Where to start? That I was sounds like a, a good. 
<laughs> an interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, interesting one. I, I mean, the whole sort of just going back to sort of Davy and and Jim, there was a sort of spell. I was kind of in and out. My mm. knee was giving me bother and that, but I kind of kind of got back to sort of fitness and. Uh-huh. Again, I can't remember exactly when when Davy um, kind of left. I got the sack, but they ended up going to to John Teasdale, and mm-hmm. I I'd not heard much about John um, in terms of who he was. It'd been a long time since he'd been involved in the Iron League, but I, I yeah. knew he'd played for Wolves, mm-hmm. um, so he must have been a, a, some player in his day. Um, yeah. He was involved with the, the Elgin non-league. Winners, although That's they won right. it sort of fair and square kind of mm-hmm. thing, but there was all that. So I knew, he, I think he was assistant man, assistant player manager oh, then. Okay. Um, so he obviously knew the Highland League sort of in that area and, and at that time. Um, but he was living in, in LA, oh, so Huntley for it's just like you think you've got all the all the people in, uh, in sort of the northeast of Scotland, but no, we'll, we'll get um, John Teasdale to come in from LA. So. <laughs> He kind of he came in. So I think we had a few games towards the end of the season, and we had a few training sessions, and it just yeah. kind of started. And he'd be telling his stories about how he was a he was a limo driver in in LA, and how he used to do U turns in the freeways, and how all the women there you go down the beach, and you would just like go on and on. And this is like in the middle of a team talk or whatever. And you're like, but anyway, so we, he took a couple of training sessions, and then. I remember the first training session, he was like, what's your name? Because obviously, he's not been involved in the Iron no, League. He doesn't no. know who any of us are, which is fair enough. He's not, he's not going to be able to pick. So he's like, what's your name? I was like, uh, Coombs, everyone calls me Coombs. And he's like, oh, Kelly, what's your name? He's like, like, you two are the best trainers tonight. Extra <laughs> five, ten pound in your wage packet. And, and I'm like, fucking extra wages for trade, being the best trader. So, so he's like, fair enough. But then this becomes, Richie Taylor's there. So he's like, John, John. Shooting practice, two teams, whoever wins gets the extra tenner. So by this time, they're forking out like 90 quid or extra 10 pounds and all the money. And, and, and he's like, yeah, yeah, do that, do that. So we're like, what's going on here? And then um, we got into sort of, sort of pre-season training. Mm. And he's he's like, ah, right, boys. He signed a couple of um, boys that had been released from... Dundee United and Dundee, um, okay. two of the boys were from Dundee and one was from Glasgow. And no disrespect to these boys, but they were no better than Aye. than kind of the boys we had up here. Yeah. They were just young boys. I mean, 17, 18. They weren't, some of them weren't even built for no. sort of the Highland League really, yeah. and that. And, but anyway, he took them up and then he's like that. So, boys, for, for pre season, I've been speaking to Lenny. Who the fuck's Lenny? Leo Lennon. He goes, I'm mates with Lennon. And you're like, what? He goes, oh, I'm asking if he can he can give us any players. And we're, yeah, and you're kind of thinking maybe young boys, but no, he's talking about sort of reserve. And he's like, right, we'll get, you want, he goes, I've got, I've got two options. He goes, we can either play Celtic in a pre-season friendly or we can get Rod Stewart to come and train with us. <laughs> and you're like, you're just sitting there, and you can see a few. I mean, by this time, I was kind of one of the more experienced boys, yeah. and you're kind of looking at the changing room, like the Gildy Brems, and like, what, what is he? What the fuck's Rod Stewart going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> just uh, it was just bizarre. So yeah, that that kind of kind of set the tone um, yeah. to how things went, and then we were <laughs> we were. I, I went away on holiday during pre-season. I mean, no. it's not kind of uncommon that yeah, boys. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you've got six weeks of pre-season. You're gonna yep. have to, you're gonna take a holiday in the summer. 
So I, t- I went away and I came back and he obviously wasn't too pleased. And he's like, uh, right, you need to be up at Huntley to the Bin Forest tomorrow night for six o'clock. I'm like, what's... So I was like, aye, okay. <laughs> Texting the rest of the boys, you, you going up tomorrow night? Nah, we've, we've already trained. So I'm going up there tomorrow. So then he texts me, he goes, oh, um, you're, you're going out a run with a, a marathon runner. And I'm like, oh, it goes, I was like, and it wasn't just a marathon, it was that long distance marathon, it was like 50 uh, miles or more. Uh, ultra marathon. So, yeah, so, I, so it turns up, and it's this woman, to be, well, I won't say it, but I think, um, I think John kind of took a fancy to her, okay, and aye. was kind of, because the boys, I then found out the boys time. had all done a run together with her, okay. um, but so I'm, I'm running around this bin forest. In the, in the middle of summer with an ultra distance man and, and folk who know me I mean I'm, I went, I was never a bad trainer but long distance just wasn't yeah. my thing and I remember I think I did about 10 miles it's the most I've ever run in my life and I was just like what what's going on <laughs> so that happened then um, we had a pre-season friendly after that against Bankery Aye. so so I'm starting in that and I'm thinking oh here's a chance to build my fitness up 20 minutes in and to be fair I wasn't having my best game but pre-season friendly you're just trying to get the minutes in 20 minutes Coombs you're off <laughs> and I'm like ah, this is a wind up I was like okay, I didn't even wait till half time he's hooked me after 20 minutes I'm raging but <laughs> most folk will know me I'm not the type of boy to mm. to, to cause a scene, scene or cause yeah. I go mental and I was like I'll just accept it but it didn't help that my brother-in-law was playing for a banker, eh? he's nah. fucking took that away and fucking him and his mates are all like, oh, look at him, he's getting so I was raging, but <laughs> just accepted it. Um but even in training, like the assistant manager, he uh, he was a nightmare as well. He, I remember he, he pulled Gildy away and was teaching him how to shoot. It's like this is a boy that scored nearly a hundred goals from midfield and you're you're trying to tell him how to strike a ball. It was embarrassing and he was like there was another time, it was a roasting hot night and one of the drills had finished, we quickly ran, grabbed a quick drink of water back in. He pulls us in and he goes, you boys will drink what I say you drink. Just, <laughs> like, I, I just said to him, he goes, well, what do you want us to collapse with dehydrate? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not the type of boy to speak up in that, but uh-huh. I was just, at this point, I was just like, what, what have we let ourselves in for here? Uh-huh. Um, you were nearly, uh, the, you were nearly ready to leave at, at one point. Ah, uh, yeah, so, start of the season, um, We've got Rothis away, and we'd signed Donald Horsburgh sent half, so I got bombed to the bench. Sure. Um, and Horsburgh, Donald, he's a uh, he's been made captain just because he's playing against his old team. I can't I can't remember who was captain at the time, but he's pulled the captain saying he's made. <laughs> and we had a shocker. I think we went down four nil. We got beat four two. So I've kept my mouth shut. I'm expecting next week we're playing there, and I'll be in the. I'll be in the starting eleven. No. Go up, read the team out. I'm bombed from the squad. <laughs> oh my god, this is, this is a joke. That game, I, I, honestly, we played. I think it was like a three-two-two-three. Two, three. <laughs> it could even be like a two-three-two. Two, uh, it was mental. It was just you had Gildy. Gildy was like playing like I can't remember if he was in centre half, and uh, it was just it was insane. And we got pumped five 0 <laughs> And, and I'm just like, what, what's going on here? This is this can't carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm getting ready to sign right, the, the transfer request. And mm-hmm. we've got Strasby, um away 
and I think that's maybe just sort of when they joined the league and I was no disrespect to Strasbourg but they weren't known as, as being a, a decent team and I'm thinking to myself I've got to be in the team I was bombed again out of the squad so um, I'm just about hand in the transfer request but he, he got the bullet um, from then so but no, it was uh, it was it was a interesting a strange time. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then Steve Parson made his return, didn't he? Yeah, Took so, over so, and kinda... yeah. No, Pell came back in, and as soon as he came back in, I was kind of Marty helped him out, and I think Marty maybe That's had right. a word and said, "Look, can you get Coombs back, back in the team?" The team and, yeah. um, we got off to a winning a winning start, and I kind of actually that season I was kind of probably closest to getting back to playing. Okay. As well as I as I had done Aye. back when we won the league and that I, I was kind of managing to stay um, injury free. Um, and again, I kind of like Pearl's laid back style. It's it's not for everyone. Um, some boys might take a wee bit advantage of it. And Aye. I'm there coming to training. I'm working. And Pearl will be ah, it's it's kind of alright. And mm. but no, I, I just again he just came to him and his team talked to me. He was just basically just I couldn't just defend and and that, and that was it. But, uh, and it, it, that's that worked for me. So. Um, but no, it was good. And did uh, did Pelly take you for Martin then? Because you also moved for Martin. Yeah, yeah. Aye. So at that point, I'd been at Huntley, like apart from the spell I had mm-hmm. in, in the States, I'd been there for sort of 11, 12 years. Um, and there was quite a few of us at the time, Stuart Stone, Colin Robertson, Mike McGinn and Brems, working all at a contract. And the way Huntley were going, I think Pell had maybe been promised sort of some backing and it never kind of came and, mm. and he couldn't really give the chance of going to for Martin where yeah. he, he kind of I think he knew he could get funds to, to build a team that he yeah. wanted and, yeah. and he couldn't resist it so he could have he went away and, and uh, he wanted me to, to kind of go with him Aye. and uh, and I signed for, signed for that and uh, it was an injury interrupted as well you had another long layoff ah uh, yeah so I mean the start of the season we had we started off the first couple of games we did alright and then we kind of just I don't know what it was we just yeah. kind of I don't know if it was the balance of the team just wasn't right there was a lot yeah, of good okay. players but we just the results kind of we just went down and I think and I don't think Pell was close to being sacked but yeah. it, it was pretty bad we, yeah. we started off title favourites and we were lurking about mid-table and mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of didn't work, and you had the likes of me and Bob, Bobby Mann at the back. And Aye. I mean, I'm not, I'm not known for my pace, and I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> covering for Bob. And I mean, Bob was also coming to end his career. Um, but Great player in his I, day, though, Bobby well, Mann. I was a way to say, yeah, I was a way to say that I've never seen somebody shell a ball or Aye. take free kicks like it. I mean, even going up for headers, he didn't actually jump up for a header. He would just, he just had this knack of just giving the striker a nudge. He'd take the ball down on his chest and before it hit the deck, he'd be shouting to the boy out wide who he was passing it to Aye. and he would just sing it across the part. I mean, his technique was... Well, but it was obviously, he was just... He was past his best and it just didn't work out between with me and him because obviously Aye, I'm, okay. I'm near the quickest and uh, like a ball's over the top, we're catching us out and that. Aye, but okay. no, I mean, his free, his free kicks and that. I think he actually finished our second top scorer. Okay. I think he scored 12, 12 goals. Yeah, any free kicks outside the box was Aye. was like a pen. penalty. Like, uh, uh, right. You were on penalty. You were penalty taken sent uh, off at one point. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was <laughs> there was that at Huntley when we won the league. So um, I kind of were playing a game against Cali and a friendly, and I think most of the boys had been taken off, and I <laughs> I was the last man left to take it, and <laughs> it was young boys, and I took it, and I, I kind of stayed on the pens, and 
I had a good record. Um, some of my my pens were questionable. I think like the Gildy and that's still lining up to this day. There's a few scoffs in the, the, the back of the net. Corner. They are good, I, Well, I had to think that some of them didn't hit the back of the net. Ah, okay. <laughs> they just, just managed to clear get over the line. But no, I had a decent I had a decent record. But um, uh, at least David yeah, Moreland but, was gone by then. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, going back to the format thing. Mm. Yeah, and I, I managed to pick up. Uh, I played till Christmas. It was actually the same game. Uh, Brems bro- broke his leg, which ah. he, again he doesn't let me forget. But he blames me that for for that one, uh, him <laughs> saying I should have been covering him or whatever. But okay. uh, it was unfortunate for him. Uh, but then I ended up with this injury. It was my groin, and I thought, what's going on here? And it wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away. And I, I was trying. It, it's kind of it gets a wee bit frustrating. You're trying everything. Yeah. You're going to see different physios, and one's saying oh, I'll be this, but but it turns out it was that uh, osteitis pubis, which is basically inflammation of your pubic bone, which oh, okay. isn't the best injury to have. And yeah. I, I saw somebody, and he kind of says the only thing that can can cure it is rest, um, mm. and you just have to wait. But I try. I was trying everything, and at one point uh, I was getting a steroid injection and right. that was uh, that was an experience um, yeah. basically I'm lying on a table, I've got some doctor and I don't know who he is, I don't know what he's injecting, um, I've got an audience of him, two physios one's female, I've got my meat and two veg held to one side and he's sticking knee it's just like but you, you get desperate, you just want to play and you know, you're trying and, but if unfortunately that, that never worked but, If that um, kept you for eight months, the missus couldn't have been happy either then I, I, I know, I know. It was, uh, but no, it, it was just, um, it, it was. I was talking out. To be fair, it was. But it's probably the worst one I'd had because oh, at least right. other ones you can see. Yeah. you've done your knee or what you've done your. But that was just um, four kick on. You sit note and blah blah mm. blah. And you, you start to get frustrated. You just want to play, but yeah, eventually it kind of, it kind of came good, and and mm. I got back back mm. playing the season after where we we made a really good run for the. For the league, but you don't want it that year. Uh, I mean, you can make excuses that we had some amount of games to catch up, but really, we, we bottled it. I mean, we should have, we should have won it. Um, there was no, no real excuses. Uh, Nobody's been able to get it right for Martin, have they? It's surprising. No, the fellow no, I mean, already I, this year. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the, the kind of closest to be. I think they went close again a couple of years after, uh, but we should have won it. But I mean, to be fair, there was sometimes. I mean, I remember we played four games in eight days one uh, okay. one week, and it kind of took its toll. There was a lot of boys that mm-hmm. key players like Tommy Wilson and okay. uh, Biscuits and that kind of uh, get injuries. But it's no excuse. We should have we should have had it wrapped up, but. Yeah. Um, Kind of still plays on my mind, but you managed to add a an Aberdeenshire Cup medal to the to the collection there, though, did you? Yeah, yeah. The the sort of the season after um, we had the Aberdeenshire Cup up at uh, the Brock against Locos. Mm-hmm. Again, we we nearly we nearly threw that away. We went down two 0 in the first half. Uh-huh. Um, I had a bit of shocker for one of the goals, which was never good. And um, I actually, I was, I had a flight booked out to London after the game. I'd, I'd had this plan before we'd even got in the final, uh, right. uh, just to go down and see some mates. Um, and we managed to get it back to two all. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to go injury uh, extra time, and I'm going to miss my flight. <laughs> um, but then I think it was. Mickey Ewan popped up with the winner in injury time uh, uh, to win three two. So no, that was a that was a good, uh, good a good on. sort of finish. Yeah, and better than I come back. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good, good game. So yeah, you packed in a high in the league. You said in, in twenty fourteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you you had some good times in amateurs before finally finishing up. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, towards when there was a um, a pact in 2014, but there was a an end of season trip which didn't go uh, kind of as good as it should do, okay. uh, as, they, as they normally do. So, stupidly, I, I kind of decided to go to Barbea with a bit of a rogues gallery, which uh-huh. kind of biscuits, Rusty, Gaz Clark, Ando, and uh, Carl McDonald. Um, <laughs> but no, all was, all was going well. Had a really good time. Um, last night, a few of the boys went home early, boozy, and me and Rusty kind of, we stayed out um, to the to the early hours. Uh-huh. And on the way home, um this wee boy's kind of giving it the old dancing that around us and blah 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 and I'm <laughs> boozy just kind of joining in and then goes away and I'm like he's just hit my wall oh, he's gone, eh? <laughs> uh, so I kind of ran up the path and, and I kind of caught him and at this point we're literally 100 yards from the hotel we're right. staying in I can see it we're just like home and and I, I said to him Look, give me my wallet back he's like it's mine it's mine and Again, anybody who knows me will tell you I couldn't, I couldn't fight sleep. I don't. I'm, I'm just not that type of boy. Even yeah. if somebody stole my wallet, I'm not going to start. So he starts shouting, "Police, yeah, police, yeah!" Next thing, I mean, out of nowhere, it was like they were, right. it was like they were ready. <laughs> I'm surrounded by six coppers, and I'm trying to explain. Look, he's he stole my wallet. He stole my smart. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Ah, mine, mine!" And I'm like, "Check the cards Check it, inside eh? it. Check the cards." And next thing, a copper jabs me in the face. And I'm like, ah, oh, what's going on here? Just like, and I just froze. I was just like, ah, oh, yeah. and then Rusty's kind of, and I know Rusty's got maybe got a reputation uh-huh. for being a bit aggressive, and, but he he just kind of started thinking like, what's uh-huh. going on, and just kind of started walking. And next thing, I've got the cuffs on. I'm in the back of the car, <laughs> and Rusty's <laughs> Rusty's taking a few jabs with that um, batting. Oh, Jesus. So it, it was just like I can't believe. So we're in the back of this thing, and we're driving around and. Yeah. Taken from I don't know where we ended up. Next thing, thrown in this cell, and I'm like, oh, this is this is a wind up. So we're sitting there, and, and our flight's the next morning. Yeah. So we're in this cell, and it was like there was like shit all over the wall. I mean, it was like a proper horrible blood and everything, beasties crawling them out and all that. So yeah. um, this is going on and on, and um, we're like, when we get home, when we get home, boys like, don't know, don't know, don't know. And then next thing, a boy comes through with a big rubber glove and he's like pinging oh, it. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm half expecting Jeremy Beadle to rise from the dead and come out and tell, say this is all a wind-up. Uh, but he turns out he was just needing our, uh, our fingerprints and uh, that. And it, it was a few funny moments. Like, they, they started looking at Rusty and they're going, Prince William, Prince William. Which was... <laughs> so anyway, this went on. It ended up being a couple of days. So. Oh, what wasn't any good either was we weren't on a call home. My missus is six months pregnant, so she's no idea. She's expecting my home, doesn't know where I am. Um, wouldn't let us phone home. Long story short, we got a, we got taken to the court and they basically said, look, the guy that stole your wallet, he's got 16 previous convictions. And they arrested him as well, and it was like, you're free to go. Um, away you go. Enjoy. And you're welcome back to Spain anytime. So it was just like... <laughs> I could have point, decided that a couple of days ago. Uh, at this point, there's, a, there's, a, there's vicious rumours going around that me and Rusty were in the marina trying to steal a yacht and everything. And uh, just a shambles, but never mind. Oh dear. Well, that's all been great. Uh, Ross, I wonder if you could just uh, take a quick run through your, your best 11 for me and who's who's made the 11. I uh, so uh, it was actually quite difficult. Um, 
going through it. Uh, played with a lot of good keepers. Um, as I mentioned, Bo mm-hmm. um, at that Huntley Huntley winning league team. Um, I played with Andy Shearer at Fort Martin and that. Mm-hmm. Another good keeper. Played with Kevin and Juveniles, but I'll have to give it to you know, Triple B Big Bad Brems. Um, <laughs> if I don't give it to him, he'll probably hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, he was he was a great keeper. Um, Shot stopping was was brilliant. Um, I think his one on ones that was his, one of his best sort of attributes. Aye, yeah. um, I just kind of wish he was as fit as he was now <laughs> back then, and he okay. would have been even better. Uh, he used to struggle to get him to run across his box, but now he's <laughs> he's doing Ironmans and and all sorts. So um, yeah, Brems and goals. Right back again was another tough one. I, I actually had needed reading, but I've went for Alan Redford. Aye. Um, he's probably one of the only people who's maybe stronger and uh, fitter than Neely Reid <laughs> as well. He was just a Redford, was just a machine. Um, he he had a bit of uh, injury troubles at Huntley, but then he went to Cove and he was brilliant and he won multiple leagues or whatever when he was there. So um, Redford right back. Uh, my centre-halves, I've gone for Scotty. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anybody who's played with Scotty who's not put him in their yeah, best 11, uh, which kind of says a lot that he was just um, he was really calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classy, just calm on the ball. Could play. Um, never seemed to really panic. Um, he was good to play alongside. He talked to you a lot. Um, okay. And uh, he also had a bit of dig about him that you maybe yeah. didn't see, but um, he knew when to put the foot in and that as well. He could do that side of it if he needed to. Uh, mother sent a half um, again that was a difficult one I played with Craig McEwen for Martin who came from Dundee who was head and shoulders above everyone that season but I've gone for Dowser uh, yeah. Graham Monroe yeah. in the States he was um, he, he, he just I've never met somebody that hated getting beat as much as him. Okay. He would, he would, he would do anything to win. You'd be playing poker, you know. If he lost, you, you cheated. You just couldn't accept that you beat him fair and square. And, and when you played, he was like that. I mean, some of the things he used to say to opposing teams and strikers and that, he just can't repeat. But um, he would just wind them up. But he was, a, he was a, a top player and. Um, the the, um, the Yanks loved him because Aye. he took the penalties and he had a really good sort of penalty record. Okay. Um, so yeah, okay. next one left back. Okay, it was another tough one between Stuart Smith and Sai Scott. But I'm going to go for Sai. Mm-hmm. Sai was one of the boys I didn't know much about, and that that um, team Billy pulled together. Um, but he was really good left back. He was really good in, good in the air for his size. Again, he was a bit like Scotty, where he was always calm on the ball. Okay. Could put the foot in as well, but he um, he very rarely saw him diving in. His positioning was good, and and him and uh, whether it was Magoo or, or Marco, and that always used to do well down the down the left side. Um, right wing again, I put Magoo right wing. Mm. He could play right or left wing, but Aye. Magoo when I played with him, sort of at that stage and that team, mm-hmm. he was he was again he was unbelievable. He just won games and Aye. it's it's. It's the amount of goals he set up I mean he, again he was the biggest sulk I think I've ever played with but <laughs> but in terms of um, ability and that some of the things he used to do you were just like a, he, he was he was top class um, centre midfielders I've gone with Tommy Wilson it was a toss up between him and Mark Gray um, but I've gone with, with Tommy um, I played briefly with Tommy, sort of early Huntley days. Okay. Um, he used to just he, he was again he was a big moaner, um, but 
he just wanted the ball. Ah. He just wanted the ball all the time. He could have three boys around him and he wanted the ball because he knew what he was doing with the ball before he got it. He, he was he was really good. And again, what I liked about Tommy was he had a wee bit of dig about him. Ah, <laughs> he'd always yeah, he'd yeah. always leave the boot in, but he was clever when he did it and that. And uh, So yeah, Tommy and um, Gildy. Gildy. I mentioned yeah. Gildy. I don't think um, many boys that played with Gildy wouldn't have them in his team, no. especially sort of when he was... He's sort of early to mid twenties. He, he was just frightening. Okay. He, he wasn't even quick. I think he maybe yeah. he could even be slower than me. I don't think you like me saying that, but um, <laughs> he just had the, no. no, no. He just had a knack. He, he used to get called the snake hips, and he, he knew what he was doing. I used to mark him and try and mark him in training. He knew what he was going to do, but he still Can he still went back yeah. here and that. And, <laughs> and as I say, his, his goals as well from midfield were, were unbelievable. Um, Left side, I've gone with Levi. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Levi's kind of he's one of these boys that is left foot. He Aye. just his, his vision in that yeah. he wasn't yeah. quite. I mean, I'm just looking at that midfield now. It's not the quickest, <laughs> um, but but Levi, he just had great vision. Um, yeah. Always kind of knew what he was doing with the ball and that. And he was a he was a good laugh in the in the dressing yeah. room as well. So Levi up front, I've gone Taylor. Um, kind of spoke about him just in terms of his the way he held the ball up brought yeah. people in yeah. um, great goal scoring again a great laugh in the, in the change rooms and I've gone Kami Keith um, I played with Kami for Martin mm-hmm. and Kami I mean he's some boy as well um, <laughs> he speaks a lot of shite yeah 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 branded himself CK9 and all this fish but um, <laughs> yeah, his goal scoring record is frightening yeah, everywhere he, or everyone he's played for he scored goals and, and uh, even when he was at that Sort of key team recently where they've struggled. Aye. He's still banging in twenty plus a season, but he just he just had a knack of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen him strike a ball properly. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He did, but he didn't need to. He just he just knew how to finish. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, I've picked uh, picked Kami. Okay, Great team. Who'd uh, skip that side? <sighs> oh, there's a few in there. <laughs> Tommy or. or Tommy Dowser or Scotty, I can't, I can't really pick no. one. Okay. What about a gaffer? Uh, that's a tough one, but I think <laughs> just because uh, we won the league, uh-huh. um, I think I'd go with Billy and, Billy and Mike. Billy and Mike, okay. If that, if that team was playing together in the current Highland League, where are they finish? Uh, that's, a, that's a really, well, I'd say it's a really tough question because I think now... I think I know it sounds stupid, but it was only twenty years ago. But I think football's changed Jeez, since then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think I'd still got to play now. I think I'd be getting sent off <laughs> um, week in week out because you just can't tackle like you used uh, to. Um, I think I think that team would be it would be up there. But I mean, I think in just in terms of fitness and all that now, mm. I think I mean I, I keep an eye on home league, but not. I haven't watched many games, but I think maybe the boys are probably quicker, fitter uh, um, than they were in our day. Um, quicker, fitter, but whether the whether the ability is the better. same, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, so is it a leveler? <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it would challenge. But whether it would win it, I don't know. No, okay, dog. Right, a uh, few quick fire questions to to round things off. If that's all right with you. Uh, okay, um, one thing you would change about football to improve it. Uh, probably the diving and feigning injury it just winds me right up but uh, it kind of sometimes it stops me even watching the games but I know it's quick fire questions so I'll I'll let you ask (laughs) who would you like 
to play you if they made a movie of your life? Any Jeremy Clarkson, I'm assuming. No, no. Um, <laughs> I've got a tough one. Um, hi, actually, I'll, I'll just... Vince Chase, the boy from Entourage. Okay. I'm watching that just now. Oh, I'm watching that just now. He's saying, saying right. Barnett is me, so I'll go, I'll go for him. Quality. Okay. One other club you wish you could have played for? In, sorry, in Highland League or well, just in general? in general, but... Uh, probably Dons, just Aye. grew up supporting the Dons, so I'll go with them. Okay. Toughest direct opponent you ever came up against? Um, I know it's one quick fire, but I'll go, I'll go to mm-hmm. um, Highland League, Mike Stephen, without a shadow of a doubt. He, uh, he, uh, he just he kind of gave me a few torrid times up at Broch. And the second one was a boy I played in the, the States, uh, a guy called Vedad Ibizovic, who <laughs> he kind of ended up, he signed for PSG and he had a great career in the Bundesliga, oh, scored boy. a goal for Bosnia in the World Cup and, and he was kind of just head and shoulders above everybody else okay. played. Brilliant. Okay, if you could bottle one moment of your career to relive, what would it be? Uh, winning the league. It, it, it wasn't just the fact that we won the league, it was the way we won it. Um, Taylor scoring, we just needed a point and it was just to, to equalise two all and the fact that it was basically the last kick of the ball. You, kinda, once it hit the back of the net, you kind of lost it for Aye. 30 seconds. Quality. You just didn't know what was going on and nah, that's probably it. Okay. Uh, very last question which uh, pro player past or present do you think is most like your style attributes and personality on the pitch I would uh, I would like to say I suppose does it have to, yeah I was going to say John Terry just because he liked to attack on throwing uh, himself around the ball but I was probably more like Brian Irvin <laughs> <laughs> fair enough maybe a hybrid of the two yeah uh, <laughs> Great. Well, Ross, thank you very much for, for coming on and giving up your time and I appreciate it. That's been uh, that's been really great to hear those stories. Thank you very no much. Worries. Thanks for having me. Not really problem. enjoyed it. Cheers. Okay, it's fine. Cheers, bye. A massive thank you to Ross for coming on the show. It was much appreciated and I'm grateful for the time given in such a busy period for everyone. Thanks once again to you all for listening. Again, it means a great deal to me to see so many of you still tuning in and that number rising with every passing series. I love reading your messages and emails too. And if you ever have any questions, guests or content suggestions, then please fire them my way. I love to see it. If you're new to the show, please find us on Apple, Spotify or Anchor or wherever else you listen to your podcasts and troll through the back catalogue. There's some really good episodes in there from European Cup winners, World Cup captains, professionals, Highland League and junior greats and of course our Beyond Hamden Park Scotland specials as well. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram where you can keep bang up to date with what's going on with the Beyond Canal Park podcast. And hey, if you're feeling generous, please take two minutes to leave me a five star rating and a nice wee review on your podcast provider. A little thing, but it really makes a big difference to me. Right, I'll be back in your log holes next week. Until then, bye for now.